0: A top yes, cop indeed. fight Welcome crime Radio when he can help Taylor, your mate. Hansen, my name is Dom Knight. Coming no, up, all those sleep tips. And the nation wants to know how Chris Taylor's Aussie
1: Thanksgiving dinner is looking.
2: It's not very Aussie. There's no meat pies at my Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, you're so un-Australian, Taylor. I know, but oh, so is look, Thanksgiving, so I feel yeah. that's appropriate.
1: No, look, another, another area that Aussie missed out on a little bit was in the, uh, the top airlines. For the year, they've been announced from... Oh, what?
2: Jetstar missed out? Tiger yeah, Air was robbed. <laughs> I can't believe it.
1: I can't oh, believe it. Airline ratings. I don't know what's wrong with these these judges.
2: Right. But uh, no, they've handed the prize to Air New Zealand. Oh. Best airline. Oh, they are a very good airline. And are I they? say that as someone who's not affiliated in any way. I mean, everything about New Zealand is good. They've got mm. lovely landscapes. Stephen Colbert just did a whole week of specials from there. Mm. It's... It, you, basically, if you're not writing a sheet right now, you're just not cool this yeah, summer. Yeah, they've, they've got Elvish. Yeah. They do. <laughs> That's
0: still cool, is it? I don't know.
2: What a great! They've got everything. They've got including the best airline. I
1: can't believe it. They they knocked out Singapore Airlines, of course, who who had it last year. Mm. Maybe I I just can't help but wonder if that may have been related to the time when that Singapore Airlines pilot uh, got fired for being a bit under the weather. He's a bit ropey. Failed his breath test. You know, maybe that have doesn't you, contribute. do do a
2: breath to... test in the sky. Like, just, are they just RBT well, set up at 30,000 yeah. feet in the air?
1: That's right, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you had the copper lean out from a uh, from a hot air balloon? It's exciting <laughs> when the pilots had a few, isn't it? It's like the Dodgems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it adds, a, adds an, an element of interest, as, as evidenced by this little uh, recording from the onboard microphone. Hello, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> Welcome to this Singapore Airlines flight from Melbourne to uh, New Zealand. Cool. Uh, Please ensure your mobile phones are put into flight mode. I've just texted my ex and she didn't respond, so I don't see why anyone else should get to use their phone. Now, after we've taken off, if anyone's interested, I've just had a vomit and I'm feeling really good, so I'd be keen to hit the dance floor. I was thinking maybe we could go out on the wings. It'll be cool. Also, there is a SkyMall magazine in the back of your seats and I tell you what, it's got some really useful shit in there. I mean, my Internet toasters. Who invents this shit? Uh, We do have a range of snacks and meals available for purchase in the main cabin. Which reminds me, I left my credit card behind the bar last night, so if anyone could spot me ten bucks, I'd kill a kebab. Oh, actually, uh, I'll just turn off to the Maccas next to the airport. (laughs) Uh, who wants drive-through?
0: Hello,
1: can I take your order? Whoops! Oh yeah. Hi. Um. What does everybody want? I a what what a I'm a big man. i are out One of the new doing the breakfast menu? Nothing oh, Okay. Um. Look, just make it 270 cheeseburgers, please. Radio Jaser. Triple M.
0: Another one of Rock's greatest hits for you here on
2: 104.9 Sydney's Triple M. This is Radio Chase. We have Andrew, Dom and Chris. Now, um, Jen, last time I was in uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I'd sort of been coerced by my wife into throwing a Thanksgiving dinner, uh, which is Thanksgiving's tomorrow night for those that that don't have it scribbled in their diaries. Right, is it? This is because we've got a couple of American friends who've been living in the States for a long time. They're now living in Sydney and we thought it'd be nice... To sort of, you know, give them a little a little taste of home, so they don't feel like they're missing out on Thanksgiving. I, I, so, so you have to get you're the chef. I, I, I'm not a bad cook, but I've, American food is not my specialty. Uh, last time I was in, I think I mentioned when I was googling, pretty much every Thanksgiving dish just has loads of maple bacon in it. Perfect. And I, I'm yeah. all over that. I've got the maple <laughs> so, bacon side of you things. You found look, you found some maple. I, I f- bacon. Well, I found maple and I found bacon. Right. I thought if okay. you just put the two in a food processor, we should be all right. <laughs> now, where I've come really unstuck, and this has been like the the torment of my last fortnight, mm. is the turkey. We're only having eight people, and I didn't want to do a whole bird. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like giant. an entire tur- and a whole turkey. Well, they're, they're Mr. Yeah. Bean turkeys. Yeah, there are these they're enormous massive. birds. I don't know mm. what they put in them to get them that size. Steroids. Yeah, <laughs> presumably whatever the Chinese swim team was taking all those years. Um, so what I thought I'd do is just break down and just get turkey legs. Oh, I know. Nice. Like drumsticks, and just do those, which is also the best part of the bird. Totally. Let's face it, turkey's not, it's a pretty dull meat compared to other birds. It's it's usually dry, it's a bit flavourless, but Mm. the, the dark meat on the legs isn't too bad. It has been so hard to come by turkey legs in Sydney. Now, this has been quite an ordeal. I've been to 10 butchers. 10? Ten? 10 butchers. I'm not what? exaggerating. 10 butchers. For, for, eight, for how many legs? Eight legs? Uh, are no, required, I, just I just want four. I just want four legs. turkey. Because they're big. Like, four would feed eight people. <laughs> now, you do realise, Taylor, that one of the problems may be that a turkey doesn't have four legs. No. <laughs> <laughs> no very good. No, I was onto that. I was thinking the way you could, same way you can buy chicken drumsticks. Yeah. You'd just be able to buy turkey drumsticks. Not a single single butcher of the 10 I visited in Sydney will do me that. They just say, look, mate, nah, you know, I can sell you the whole bird and break it down for you, but I'm not just going to sell you the legs. Oh. One of them then suggested, you know where, where we'll have them? Chinatown. Oh, yeah. Went to Chinatown. Not only did they not do turkey legs, they do not do turkey. Have, no, you, ever been to, have you ever been to a Chinese restaurant and seen turkey? Mate. They do me a yeah, goose. Yeah. They do me yeah. a duck. Turkey, right. they just scoffed. <laughs> they just, really? They looked at me like I was mad. Then... <laughs> Then then I got really serious. I, I started Googling this. And the good people at Ingham's, yeah. Ingham's Chicken, they mm-hmm. do separate turkey legs. Ingham's? And day. they say you'll get them in any Woolworths. We, okay. <coughs> I, I've been to 18 Woolworths. I'm not 18. <laughs> no, between oh my gosh. between <laughs> myself and my wife and friends who live in different areas to uh, us, I've all said, can you drop in your Woolworths and see if they do turkey legs? Mm. They don't do turkey legs. Then, so I've, I've basically reached the end of my tether. And I'm getting an Uber home last night and I'm telling this same story to my Uber driver. And he goes, oh, mate, oh, mate, you should have got in the car a week ago. My brother-in-law is in the turkey business. He's got turkey legs in the back of his boot he can't get rid of, but he's just left the country. Unfortunately, I can't hook you up. So now we're stuffed. So I'm just serving maple bacon all round.
1: Triple M, Radio
0: Chaser. 104.9,
1: Sydney's Triple M. This is Radio Chaser. Now a bit of a tip um, Chris and Dommy for for job seekers. Um, I think there might be a bit of an opening uh, you know if you're prepared to move and mm-hmm. if you don't mind taking on the duties expected of a prince of the realm, uh, it looks like Prince Andrew might need a fill-in, because uh, you know. <laughs> when when, I, you, say, when I, you say a fill-in, what what is this job? <laughs> Which part of rephrase. his former role is vacant? <laughs> I, I should rephrase that. Uh, look, I think all parts. I mean, he he's, he stepped down from his job. He stepped down from his birthday party. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everything's Everything's been cancelled. He's been heavily cancelled.
2: What I love about all this, Andrew, is he's got to retire from public life. I reckon before this Epstein scandal, no one no one in the public was really aware of his life. You know what I mean? No. Like Prince Andrew wasn't that front of mind. Yeah, he got married in the 80s, I remember. I that think was big. S- since he married Fergie, <laughs> since that wedding day, mm. that was the last time I gave him a moment's thought. Oh, and yeah. now all of this has happened. So it's, I'm sort of meant to feel sorry for a guy who's lost a job that I didn't even know he had. Well, he's spent oh, yeah. years,
0: Chris. What he's been doing, he's spent many years travelling around talking up the British economy, which is in
1: absolute tatters. So he's done a spectacular (laughs) job on that. Right. Right. Well, look, if if you're incompetent, then uh, why don't you apply? Are you a privileged upper-class twit looking for work? Announcing an unexpected career opening at Buckingham Palace. The Duke of York is currently on leave. You may have noticed his automated out-of-office emails if you're, say, a police officer trying to get in touch. We require a posh, toffee-nosed nitwit to cover Prince Andrew's duties. The following skills are essential. Being so inbred that your sweat glands don't function. Being photogenic. Please supply a portfolio of dozens of regrettable images from the past. And not knowing when to grant car-crash interviews that turn the opinion of the entire world irreparably sour. Please supply a full criminal background check, which we will not read. In fact, we'll dump it in the bin and shoot it into the sun, because we're the palace and we don't want to know about it. So apply today to be a temporary prince. No interview required. In fact, please don't do one. This is Radio Chaser on Sydney's 104.9...
2: I didn't sweat at the time.
1: Triple M.
0: Great news heading into Christmas. My family is all into adding alcohol into things where that it doesn't belong, like... <laughs> Every Christmas, like, like children, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Actually, I, I was given boot as a child to shut me up. Yep. Yeah, it's worked brilliantly. That but explains no. so much. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, so whenever we have Christmas pudding, you know, draped in soaked in brandy, yeah. we also have brandy butter. Have you tried that? Oh, it's, yeah, it's mm. an extraordinary. At our place, you can basically just, just have one scoop of that and you're absolutely under the table.
2: So you're basically putting brandy on everything. Yep. So, so your ham is just doused in brandy. Your Christmas crackers are soaked and dipped absolutely. in brandy, right? Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm very glad to see heading your into Christmas. Your Christmas tree is basically just a brandy bottle. It is. It is. The perfect <laughs> present for my
0: uh, for my soaked rellos. Gin Jam, uh, a company called Pinkster Gin, has decided to make jam out of the uh, the the leftover fruits after they've distilled their gin. What a fantastic thing to be able to have booze at breakfast on your toast. That's
2: a great like boxing day hair of the dog isn't it? If you want you'll forget avocado on toast just put gin on your toast and yeah. suddenly that Christmas hangover is not feeling so bad. I mean it's amazing isn't it that the
0: royal family haven't thought of it because they love a marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do. The Queen normally has a first
2: Dubonnet and sherry or whatever mm. by lunch. Yeah. She
0: really should get onto
2: this in breakfast, I think. Do we know they haven't got onto it, but have just been keeping it to themselves? It's entirely <laughs> possible. Like the reason mm. <laughs> like the Queen Mum lives so long is the secret <laughs> gin breakfast. Yeah, the,
0: the Queen Mum was fully pickled by
2: about yep. 25. The reason Andrew made much, some of his more dubious decisions, maybe just a bit too much gin jam. It could oh. well be.
0: We <laughs> here at Radio Chase are onto this actually ahead of the trend. In fact, last Christmas... We came out with the world's first breakfast beer.
1: One boy had a dream. Daddy, wake up. I have a dream. Oh, Oh, that's all right, son. When you get older, your dreams will fade.
2: No, Dad, not this dream.
1: To brew a beer that Australians would be proud to drink first thing in the morning. Introducing Breakfast Beer. Daddy, wake up. Huh? I, oh, I'm so tired. Here, have a beer. Instead of hopping out of bed, hops in bed with breakfast beer. Brewed with coffee, so it doesn't taste quite as good as beer without coffee, but at least it wakes you up. Ooh. Ah, Ooh. The only beer that's socially acceptable to drink in bed. Darling, get out of bed. Yes, love, I'll just finish my beer and I'll be right up. Ooh. 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 And weird to drink in the evening. Well, I can't possibly have a beer. It's after lunchtime. Also available in decaf. (sniffs) Mmm,
2: delicious. Now you're just having a regular beer for breakfast.
1: Breakfast beer. Wake up and smell the beer. Son, this was a good dream.
2: Triple M, Radio Chaser. Uh, now a bit of science news, gents. So I just try to raise the bar when I come into Radio Chaser, and I know, I'm no Doctor Carl, but I do like to bring some uh, interesting tidbits from the latest science journals whenever I drop in. And this one, I think you'll enjoy. Uh, this this one goes out to anyone who's ever owned a dog. Do you know there's a particular direction? <laughs> How do I put this? When when dogs go to the toilet, right? When they do a number two, they always do it along. The magnetic north-south axis. You've got they to be kidding me! This is they scientifically not. proven. It's not. No. It's not.
1: I, well, why is this? Is that because is that <laughs> only dogs that have been microchipped <laughs> with a big piece of metal in them, Look, so to, I, I, it orientates like a compass? It's an extraordinary okay. fact, isn't it? Mm,
2: and I now basically want to, whenever I go out walking around my suburb now, just sort of take a compass with me mm. to, to see if it's true. Well, because well, well, any dog that's shitting east-west, I'll just have put down. Yeah, there's something <laughs> clearly wrong with it. My, my dog.
0: <laughs> it is true that because my dog is a prodigious shitter, really. <laughs> and when we go out in the morning, or whenever any time of day, he does circle round every time. He's very fussy about where he poos, yeah. and he, he twists mm. around to try and get the right position. And I, I wonder if he's just sniffing out where north. How does he know? How well, does he know?
2: They've got a very good awareness of the magnetic fields. Can I read? Really? Can I read you the science? Several species, but mainly dogs, spontaneously align their bodies with the Earth's magnetic field when going to the toilet. <laughs> A team of 12 scientists from Germany. Well, of course 12, it's Germany. It needed 12 people <laughs> studying Germany. this. 12 people. Why did they all crouch from around the, the poor dog while he was doing they, his they've business? S- they've spent... <laughs> they've they've observed 37 different breeds of dogs over a 2-year period. Get this, they monitored 1,893 defecations oh. and 5,500 800 urinations. This is like, you know, ah, you know well. we do the census in Australia to find out about <laughs> it. these guys are doing the dog <laughs> shitting census basically. Mm. And their conclusion is but overwhelmingly dogs like to drop their business along the magnetic north-south axis. Well, I'm just thinking, you know the
0: famous uh, St Bernard's in the Swiss Alps that rescue you? Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm just wondering, because they've got the the brandy around their neck in a little barrel. When they're not at your Christmas,
2: giving the brandy out.
0: I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if what they really do to to get, get to stranded people out of the snow is they follow the dog along and just see where they poo and that's the way out, oh, north-south. It's, oh, like, a, it's so like a living compass. You're where saying
2: to go? instead of using the compass on your no, iPhone, you you carry you a massive St. Bernard's Carry it a dog. <laughs>
1: just, just, oh, a, little, a little, it works with all dogs, there's A little lap dog, little uh, chihuahua. You yeah, that's not bad. Crew. So scouts
2: will now just all be carrying yeah. chihuahuas around. Do, them. You, do, do, tell do, me, you,
1: do they get confused when they're near the poles? Like, was this a problem for Shackleton and his dogs? Did they just wander around totally at a loss
2: as to where to shit? I think the reason they died might have been they went a bit stir-crazy. But what my takeaway from this research is... as. Someone who does get a lot of his neighbour's shit all over my lawn. Is there a way I can somehow just eliminate any possible north south position on my nature strip, so it's impossible oh. for a dog to lay its turds? He's got to buy an east facing house.
1: Triple M Radio Chaser.
2: <laughs> this is Radio Chaser on
0: Triple M, available as a podcast. Just put Radio Chaser into your podcast app of choice and enjoy us anytime. Let's get
1: physical. Health nuts. Physical. Health nuts. Yeah, welcome to Health Nuts, Tommy and Chris. Um, You having any trouble sleeping? Always. Yeah, Yeah, well, if so, then uh, your prayers have been answered by the Daily Mail, who've got uh, some guaranteed ways to to get off to sleep. Uh, And I just want to run you through them because I think it's a bit of a public service. How to get the best night's sleep, they claim. They sound like wonderful techniques. I have trouble sleeping myself. Uh, so I'm very, very keen to try this first one, which is, you know how you can wear an eye mask? Mm. You know, to, that, that's one thing to get to, get to sleep. Mm. Now you can buy a weighted eye mask, which has been <laughs> stitched with a quarter kilo of glass in, into, the, <laughs> into the mask. And you just strap on this really heavy glass mask on your face. And apparently it's designed to uh, help relax the tension that you unconsciously <laughs> hold in
2: your face. <laughs> Isn't the problem, though, that if you do need to get up in the night, say, to go to the bathroom or something, it, it's so heavy that you're basically pinned to your bed? You cut, you're yeah. weighed down? Yeah, or at the very least,
1: put your neck out
2: yeah, on the way. I, I, wow. Personally, I don't like the sensation of being
0: trapped
1: and unable to move, but I guess some people find it relaxing. And... Um, the, the weighted blanket is, is a thing. It only costs 320 bucks and and it presses you down <laughs> by adding 2 to 11 kilos of weight onto your body. Oh, God. And this helps you drift off. To, I mean, you, you can also achieve the same by by getting kidnapped, or maybe just
2: sleeping between the base of your bed and the mattress of your <laughs> yes. bed. Like you could just you could make a sandwich where you're the meat in the middle of two mattresses.
0: That's much cheaper,
2: and it'd be heavier too. So if you if, if weight is what's important here, why not increase the weight and just put a double king mattress on top of you? I mean, sex would be a little bit tricky, but, but I'd be fun. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> yeah, look. Uh, well, now one more solution to help you get to
1: sleep. You can spray your pillow now um, with (laughs) Rohipnol. Pretty close. Pretty pretty close. Uh, Well, I guess that would be one. That would be one thing. But this one, they recommend just like you can buy a spray for forty bucks. That's made up of all these flowers. It's full of lavender and patchouli and chamomile. And you spray this all over your pillow.
2: That sounds like bliss for a hay fever sufferer, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that. Uh, and of course, or, or of course, the uh, the final, the ultimate uh, sleep solution, and probably my favourite one. Uh, you just re-watch that terrible last series of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Triple M Radio Chaser. Cats pajamas or cats piss.
0: Yes, some stories from the news. I need Chris and Andrew to tell me. Are they cat's pyjamas, i.e. good, or cat's piss, i.e. bad? Now, in Canada, uh, they're running out of grave sites, and so uh, there's a suggestion. A cemetery in Vancouver, the Mountain View Cemetery, uh, is suggesting grave sharing. Uh, they're going to just p- 2 to a plot. You get to go in with uh, with a stranger. They're saying it's not a mass grave. <laughs> But it's an environment. I'm glad they've
2: that up. So, so Cambodia is not on board for this. This is just Canada. Yep. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. It's, it's kind of like a very special version of flatmate.com.
2: Yeah, or I was thinking like Uber Pool, but forever. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. Jokes aside, this is a serious issue in that. The old methods of disposing of dead bodies are getting problematic in that there's just not as much land around as there used to be because mm. um, Meriton keeps wanting to build apartments everywhere. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense. You don't need a lot of space as a dead person. I find mm. like, yeah, that's, that's true. Like you, you're what, not going to get claustrophobic. What do you need? You're not doing Pilates. You're not doing yoga in the morning. So I, yeah. I, I think only sharing with one other person's been a bit a bit coy. Well, it'd be good for swingers, wouldn't it? Yeah, love I like that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So no, I'm cat's pajamas on this. I think it's an excellent. And finally, a
0: town in Lebanon has built a giant Christmas tree out of recyclable bottles. It's as big as sort of a three or four-storey building. Is that a great idea, or do you think it's a silly way to use recyclable bottles? So that if you imagine them all sort of stacked up in a big tree shape. Is this in
2: lieu of trees? Like, they've got trees in Lebanon. Like I don't know, cedars, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, cedars are very big in Le- Lebanon. Yeah,
1: I would have thought a more environmentally tree would be
2: a tree. That's what strikes me. It's like is going, oh, trees are bad for the environment, so what can we do? And no, 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 trees are quite good for the environment. (laughs) The strange thing is when you see the photo, you realise that all these bottles haven't been recycled to turn into new bottles. Right. I'm just wondering, if this was the Knight family, based on what you told us earlier... We, we already sort of speculated that you have a brandy bottle for your Christmas tree. Mm. You'll probably absolutely catch pyjamas on this because they've, they've got about 200 brandy bottles all piled up. Yep, we call it our empties. <laughs> and
0: that's all we've got time for on Radio So Don't forget to check out the podcast. If you want more of this program anytime, catch you tomorrow right here on 104.9 Sydney Triple M.